Hello and welcome to Two Guys One Cup, the show where we review, rate and rank anything that emerges from our cup. Now I'm Dan and next to me is Joe um, and you're going to kick us off with something slightly different this week. Joe. Well this is something special. We got a nice review as, as always promised we did say that we would uh, give shout outs to five star reviews and here we go. So we have Show Me The Funny which I think that's what the name is because there's lots of uh, numbers and letters combined but I think with my dyslexic mind I've got it but here we go five star. This is a brilliantly entertaining podcast. The format is great and host's chemistry shines through. They have a great insight into a wide array of topics and subjects. This is beautifully written, I won't mm. lie. Mm. And there are a great number of laughs along the way. A refreshing podcast for your morning commute or while you wash the dishes. Guaranteed to tickle your funny bow. I mean, whoever wrote that is obviously incredibly good looking as well as a fantastic writer. <laughs> well, I was about to say your mum has a way with words, but yeah. <laughs> there well, my words slightly differently. No, I, I, I stand by it. I stand by it. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a lovely review. It's good to hear we got chemistry. Absolutely, that's nice, isn't it? Well, I, if I'm honest, I always secretly knew the view. Yeah. <laughs> I've always secretly been in love. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Oh, show yeah. me the funny. Yeah, absolutely. What a wonderful uh, review. Ten out of yes. ten cups for that review. I tell yeah, you that. I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. So. So yeah, we read any more out as as, as they come in, uh, thick and fast. But we have our well. On that note, we we actually our our review today isn't from our cup, is it? No, it's slightly it's, different. Well, it, I mean, it is from our cup. It's just it's been well, added to. Sorry, that's right. It's been added to our cup, um, and it's from uh, a request by a listener on X or Twitter, um, and it's at Cobblers M, uh, and they have requested. Basically, a review of the high street in the 90s, the UK high street in the 90s. Oh, so it sounds right up our street. So It's quite loud. Oh, Cobbler's M seems to know us uh, how we tick. Has obviously learnt this show well. Mm, mm, mm. So, well, do you want to kick us off with some, some nice little nuggets? Well, it's, a, it's a hard one because it's a very broad, broad subject. So, you know, we can go through a few shops that don't exist anymore. But I'm going to go through a lot of things that don't exist anymore. And that's the kind of how food halls work. So if you go into, I mean, this is more shopping centre situation, but do you remember in the 90s when you had shopping centres where you could get a baguette from the baguette place or you could get Chinese from the Chinese place? In other words, what I'm getting at is nowadays it's all brand. So you've got your Burger Kings, your KFCs, even your, your upper crusts, where before it wasn't branded. And it was just whatever happened to be there. And, uh, you know, I, I quite liked the, the uh, really? I used to be a tuna and cucumber baguette man with a hot chocolate with um, with whipped cream. I mean, you still are. That, that is a fair um, It's just I don't get the choice because it's all branded. Yeah, they were quite sort of generic, weren't they? But then, yeah, yeah it, it, there, there was something charming about it. But at the same time. I'm sure there's a little bit of food poisoning going around. The standards probably weren't quite what they were now. As much as, you know, places like McDonald's and KFC, etc. might be slightly maligned, they do have good hygiene standards. They do seem to. God, I feel, I feel old saying this. How <laughs> miserable is that? But, yeah, I remember in, in... So the local area to me at the time was Harrow and uh, in sort of northwest London. And... There was a, a food court there in, I think it was in St. Anne's, and the sort of probably only branded thing was Spudgy Like, which I never ever went a to. Spudgy Like, I do remember that. So you, you, you get that now, do you? The jacket potato. I, I, I mean, I don't know if it still exists, but. You do, no, you, you, it's more of a hip, like we've mentioned before, it's a bit more of a hipster thing where I've seen it on market stalls for crazy amounts of money. What jacket potato? Yeah, they are very dear jacket potatoes. Very yeah. more than actual potato cost pennies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's capitalism for you, isn't it? Um, but you also used to get, maybe you still do, maybe I'm doing them a disservice here, like sweet corn vendors. So they'd have a little, they'd have a, like a hot trolley selling sweet corn, hot sweet corn. I kind of remember that. That's true. I, I, I didn't see those anymore. I'm not the biggest fan of sweet corn. So. You're not? No, no. Oh, hot sweet corn just, a bit of butter. No, it's something I, I would walk past very quickly. But I do seem to remember that. Mm, but mm. I, I just think, I don't know, you the closest you get now to like a sandwich place would be a subway, I guess. Uh, I what, in, a, in a food court. Yeah, in a food a court. Branded one. Yeah, subway would be your. 
up across is uh, that's more of a train station. It is more of a train station airport situation, but I've seen that. Um, I think Subway. I mean, you well, you get your preps, don't you? Or Starbucks. I, I don't really count them because they, they don't make it in front of you. No, but they particularly pret is you know sandwiches are a big part of what they do that is true i just i don't i don't class it in the same in the same world maybe it's because i'm used to just you know you'd have the glass and then your selection of sandwiches and they'd make it up for you hmm. yeah you don't really get as many bespoke they used to have a bespoke pizza restaurant where near where i live called mod pizza and that was quite good because you chose what you wanted yeah, it didn't last. Closed down after six months. But <laughs> there's a, there's a reason these things are pre-made. Um, but on on the food side of things, the what you don't get these days, and it's I guess it's a marketing thing, isn't it? So McDonald's in particular had, um, well, you you won't see Ronald McDonald anywhere. These no, days. no, Ronald. So that was a Ronald big old thing, and like grimace, the hamburger, hamburger, mayo McCheese. So. That Ronald McDonald used to be a big thing. They'd tend to be, there'd always be a statue. Oh, statue. That's, that's glamorizing, right. isn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, you know, Ronald McDonald outside McDonald's, sometimes with a bench, he'd be on the bench so you could, you know, look yeah. and have a picture of him. Little and they'd cool, have a, a party cool area. tag in his ankle. <laughs> yeah. um, and they would have a, a party area, like little mushroom seats and stuff yes. like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, I remember they've that. done away with all that now. It's true. Long I mean, they've, I mean, McDonald's have pretty much done away with staff, if I'm honest. they that's, that's, I mean, to be honest, I prefer it. Uh, it's a bit of a sad thing, but do I? Yeah, I, I prefer not to talk to someone. And, you know, there, there's a there's a paper trail. If they get your record, if they get your order wrong, there's a paper trail that records. Yeah, that is true. So if you need to go to the police or something like that, then, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's there in writing. There's, there's no getting away from it. Um but McDonald's is, is still there, unlike many, 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 many other shops. Yeah, McDonald's still from, going strong. From yesteryear. So you've got your classics, Woolworths. Well, Woolworths actually, food related. So Woolworths, for, for many people of, I guess, our vintage, was their first introduction to pick and mix. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was probably my last introduction to pick and mix because I found it disgusting. I mean, I... Yeah, I never really did the pick and mix thing anywhere, to be honest. And I kind of class even bag stuff as pick and mix. I think I just class sweets as pick and mix and really? chocolate as chocolate. Yeah, I think I do. So, like, yeah. if I went and got, like, Haribo, I just kind of, I would class that as pick and mix. I guess it's not. Well, it's literally not. No, but it's in that world for me. But, I mean, I saw someone, so at my local Tesco, they've got a little pick and mix section. And my kids are always nagging. Oh, can we get to it? And recently, I was walking past it, and this kid, with his mum, his mum didn't say a word, didn't say a word about this. He went into one of the what you, like troughs of sweets. Yeah, I mean, that's accurate. Put put his disgusting hand in there, pulled loads out, shoved as many in his mouth as he could, and obviously there was a bit of spillage. So what you can't see, listeners, is me sort of miming like. Dribbling, dribbling some back out into my hand, and then put them back into the trough. And that was a lesson to my kids that <laughs> you're never getting pick and mix. It's disgusting. I used to work with someone that I think he was a manager of uh, a Woolworths many years ago, mm. and he really—I mean, he didn't really go into any stories. I think it's like someone that's come back from Nam and they can't really talk about it. But he just basically said, "Like, I'm never, just no." There was no conversation. There was no no funny little <laughs> stories or anything. Just no, not not doing that. Never, never oh. get always pick a mix. So yeah, I oh. think it's but it's a shame. It's a shame. All went to the wall because it was like a. I always found it. I thought of it as like a cheaper version of W. H. Smith. I, I know what you're saying, and I, everyone says, "Oh, it's a shame," but I don't. I don't care. No one bought anything from it. Let me stop you there. I bought a lot of CDs from there because we had one on my local high street. Yeah, but when it died, the CD side of it had died. Yeah, I mean, there's probably quite a rich vein of shops we're going to go through. Yes. CD and, and, and film uh, related. But but Woolworths, I don't know. I found like Woolworths was a bit of a blow, actually. Uh, I, I probably didn't patronise it enough. I, I tell you, my, my the biggest blow for me, mm. um, and it just makes no sense for it to exist anymore, is Blockbusters. 
Or even yeah. at one point, Ritz, if you remember. Ritz, Ritz it was Ritz, and we had a local one called Chaplin's. Chaplin's that tried to like muscle its way in. Yeah, I know. Chaplin's. And it was, it was, I guess, the first foray into like subscription because what you you could pay something like nine ninety nine a month and basically rent out as many videos as you wanted. Oh, really? Like, like two or three, I think two or three at a time. I mean, it might have been two at a time. Ooh, thinking. But as many as as many as you wanted didn't last very long. <laughs> well, um, I used to love my my like. I unfortunately you didn't want to go to Blockbusters with me because I was someone that like I just had to look at all the different videos and just everything. And I, I very it, I could be there for like that would be my night. It's not watching. The film. <laughs> that's just, sad, that's just it. selecting, just looking at films. Just, yeah, your, just, just looking at reading the backs <laughs> of the boxes. That, that would do me. So, but but there was there seemed to be like two phases of um of Ritz and Blockbuster, like there was maybe it was when it was Ritz you'd go in and you'd you'd see the film that you want, mm. so um, The Lion King, for example, yeah, but you'd have a it'd have a little ticket in it rather than oh. taking the box up, you'd take the little ticket up. Yes. Does that ring? Does that ring any bells? It and then they they changed it later. Yeah. They changed it later to just taking the the box up. Yeah, and um, that's how you knew if it was in stock or not as well. Yeah, yeah. But then Blockbuster didn't keep up with the times. No, I mean apparently they were offered. I believe Love Film. Mm. <laughs> they didn't think it would take off. No, uh, that um, was a good decision by whoever, whichever CEO of a company. Yeah, more smart the pity. But then on that on that sort of vein, did you ever see the? Uh, it was a pop-up shop, I guess, of pre-owned VHSs. So not not Blockbuster themselves, but you'd have uh, a pop-up shop. So it'd, it'd be a vacant store on the high street and someone's rented it for a few days, I guess. Um, and basically what they were doing was selling selling pre, well, I guess, ex-rental, sorry, D, uh, VHSs. This is before DVDs. So I remember once going with my brother to Harrow, one of my brothers to Harrow, and they like had, so this is... Uh, probably dating it back to like 94 95 and they would have like pulp fiction reservoir dogs jurassic park and these these you know to, to buy these would cost a fortune but you get them for like nine quid quality wasn't always amazing not gonna lie i think i got massively ripped off were they legal these shops Cause I have yeah, to yeah, yeah. you well, mentioned them before but yeah, I they, remember them I must well have. they must have been because they were on the high street if they're they only now for a few down. days, they might have just been trying it. Well, it's because they were just getting rid of stock. They just had loads of stock that they just needed to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean... Well, they weren't you know, selling any naughty, naughty films. Well, that's, that's what you thought at the time. Yeah. Um, too young to look. But did you ever go to a shop called MVC? Music. Oh, video. yeah, I remember. Well, what did it stand for? Music, music Video? Music Video Club. Because oh. there were two prices. It's like Tesco. It's like the Tesco Club card now, isn't it? Yeah. So... There was the non-members price and the members price, but the members price was still extortionate. Yeah, it was an expensive place. It was really expensive, well. but so it was. I had a little look. It was. It closed down in two thousand six, and it had been founded by some of the old R Price directors. Wow, another and, another shop. Well, yeah, yeah. So their business model though was to have these shops slightly off the main high street. Mm. They could have, so the rent wouldn't be quite as high. What they failed to realise was there's a reason shops are on the high street yeah. because people go past them. So no, basically, they closed true. down because not enough people were, were visiting. So I a remember bit of a floor to the plan. I can probably point out where the MV, MVC was in Harrow, and I do remember thinking like, just, I can't be bothered to go there because it was a bit out of the way. Yeah, it was. So it was miles out of the way. It was a pain, pain in the backside. But then you had. R Price, Tower Records, Virgin yep. Megastore, HMV. Well, HMV is coming back now. HMV is coming back. They're, it's they're coming back to selling like. Store. Isn't it just like selling Funko Pops and crap like I that? I mean, it's definitely selling more merchandise than anything yeah. else. But it's still. Um, I've been to. I've been to one. I think there's one in Watford now, mm. and uh, it's still got a pretty hefty DVD section mm. and CDs. Vinyl seems to be a big part of it. See, with vinyl, right, I don't get it. Because if you buy a vinyl record, I think it's like 20, 30 quid. Uh, it depends, but yeah. But bro yeah, broadly speaking, it's not cheap. No. But then you could pay 15 quid a month on Spotify to have all the music you want at your fingertips. I just don't um, see the appeal. Unless you're like, even if you're like a DJ, and, and this is a world I know nothing about, these, day, these days, you probably don't use vinyl anyway. No, vinyl is a dead art. 
the DJ is the dead art for a lot of people. Not all, but a lot of DJs just, you know, press play. Mm. But I don't know. I can see it. I, can, like, I can't be bothered with it, but it is nice. One, there is a warmth to the sound of vinyl. There's a real warmth to it. No, but it's only crap. What, well, like the crackly? You don't like it. That's the no. difference. But I, I quite, there is something nice to it. There's something slower that you can actually appreciate the music. You just, I'm never going to be able to convince you on this. I, I understand that. But I can see why people like, I love the look of vinyl as well. Like, I love the, um, the actual album artwork where you can actually see it properly. What, you mean the box or the actual, the licorice pizza itself? A bit of both, to be honest, because the licorice pizza, for want of a better of a phrase, you know, you you even have a picture on it centrally. I remember, mm. I think I got it from my brother. I got a Cypress Hill. I think it was Doctor Green Thumb vinyl, mm. and the whole vinyl was green. Oh yeah, yeah, I like those little, yeah, those yeah, those things. limited edition ones or like weird yeah. shapes. Um, yeah, I was always a big fan of those. I mean, do you remember what people? I mean, this is a bit of a tangent. Do you remember? Uh, a vinyl art where people would like oh, i don't know what they did did they stick it in the oven what are you talking about yeah like they like have you never seen like slightly melted vinyl that people no. like, i know walls or whatever I th- I've, I'm, maybe i'm thinking of the crisp packets i was gonna say yeah packet of salt vinegar walkers though. yeah did you ever do that i think i did when i was very young i never did it because i felt like actually this is the joke's on me and i'm gonna set my house on fire yeah, I mean, I, I, they probably don't encourage it anymore because that may have happened or just the toxic fumes coming from the mm. uh, the packet is probably why everyone enjoyed it so much. <laughs> but um, no, like I can see why people like vinyl. It's just I feel like it's a very expensive way of consuming music. And, and inconvenient. Also, yeah, it, it is very inconvenient. But I can t- if you really like music, the idea of pulling out an album that you like Putting it in the record player, it's like uh, it's like a whole procedure. Sitting down in your room that's dedicated to your vinyl player and enjoying a I don't know a whiskey or something like that or a cigar and just enjoying the music that you've bought. Yeah, but imagine doing that and not having to move when the album finishes, and just I, th- I think that's all part of it. I also think it's part of this kind of people also saying that you're into vinyl is a very big part of vinyl. Uh, it's like how do you yeah like how do you know someone's a vegan because yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's like it's like oh it's like i i know more about music than you because mm. i consume vinyl it's a, oh, i think there's I a lot of that about so pretentious yeah i mean yeah you, you can't you can't step away from that that's for sure but i can see why people really like vinyl i just find it too inconvenient yeah. i think if i was a billionaire maybe i'd have a nice vinyl room but I think eventually it would just never be used because I can't be bothered. No, I completely agree. Yeah, completely agree with that. Yeah. That's a, um, so NBC in um, in Harrow is probably one you're thinking of as well. Yes, yeah. Was opposite an arcade. Yes, we don't see very often. Uh, no, I can't even think. Well, in fact, Harrow itself used to have... I think at least three arcade areas. So you had something called yeah. The Edge, which was the big one. Kaleidoscope. That was re-branded. fantastic. Yeah. Is that Kaleidoscope? Is that one round the corner? No, no, no. It got, no, no. The Edge got rebranded. Oh, that's, oh I didn't remember. Yeah, or the other way around. But... I tell you, yeah, that I don't remember. But um, there was another arcade around the corner, which was majority gambling machines, but it definitely still had virtual tennis and uh, I think virtual striker as well, if you remember yeah. those oh, games. Okay. And yeah. even upstairs in Debenhams, if you remember, had a little arcade area. Downstairs, no, I think it was top floor. Was top Toys floor. were almost always top floor. Oh, I thought it was basement. But wasn't that one where you could pay pay to play as much as you want? No, 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 no. That was, you're talking Trocadero. Sega World. Oh, well, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sega World, I mean, this, this is slightly off tangent in terms of High Street, but I do think it deserves a shout out. Mm. Sega World, when it was first came about, you would pay like 10 quid because like, that's what prices were in those days. <laughs> and you just, it was something like five floors of arcades and all the arcades <sighs> were free. Yeah, yeah, amazing. They were, they were great days. But like, yeah, arcades as a thing. I guess it's a lot to do with the fact that like people have PlayStations and things like that at home, which are just better than what arcades can do. Yeah, it's just not special, is it? And it's like with a lot of nostalgia, like they 
a, a nostalgic arcade wouldn't work either because when you revisit these games, like I've done it recently with, yeah. on the Switch, I've done it with like SNES games and NES games. You guys, they're not as good. It's, it's a little bit crap, to be honest. Yeah, they're, they're best. The one thing I will say is they're definitely harder, the older games. Much yeah. more harder than they are now. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I think they've gone with the world of, say, pool tables, where you used to have pool tables as well. But pool tables take up so much space, though, don't well, they? Well, yeah, as do arcades. Uh, also, yeah. they take up space for gambling machines, which is basically, I think that's what got rid of the arcades in general, is just gambling machines make loads of money. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Arcades probably just... Right. When I played Virtual Striker, whew, I mean, being incredibly good at it meant that I'd be pay- playing for like 30, 45 minutes. I remember once I played Virtual Striker with a one single pound coin for maybe an hour or so, because people kept challenging me. Oh, so you, okay, so hit okay, so that's that's a rich seam. I feel so being in an arcade and playing a stranger would yeah. fill me with dread. I hated it. Oh, I loved it. Really? Oh yeah. Playing against the bigger boy. Well, I, I mean, there's a big difference between myself and yourself. <laughs> I had utter confidence in how good I was, and thus proved it upon everyone. I would like. I remember at the edge, I would have crowds of people waiting to like play. <laughs> Take the picture with it. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like signing autographs. It's, it's just my everyday life then, and um, and so yeah, you just next person, and everyone's always a bit sheepish. I kind of remember. So right, if I, uh, if, if, I have, if I have a go, it's like, yeah, yeah, go on. Have a go if you think you're hard enough, sunshine. <laughs> no, I was, always, I was always the silent type. Like, yeah. Silent assassin. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, put money and in. You can play. And then I'd batter them. Yeah, it was good times. Like, I, I would do it with virtual tennis as well. But virtual striker was definitely the one that I remember playing a lot of people for my single 50p or one pound. The virtual striker, the thing with virtual striker was as soon as you got a corner, that was kind of as good as getting a penalty. Yeah, I mean, corners were so easy to score. Yeah, those games was like virtual striker was terrible because if it wanted you to score, like your players yeah. were faster, their players would for no reason be slow. Well, yeah. I tell you, I mean, if we're going to stay on arcades, I tell you, one of the best, especially if you found an, an eight player, Daytona. Yeah, absolutely. Daytona yeah. was such a again. If you were in the lead, you would go slower than the guys behind you. But if you got an eight-player Daytona going, that was good times. Yeah, it was all about knowing the cheat on the last lap, though, wasn't it? Yeah, going through, going through the, the um, yeah, through exactly. The oh, it was a good time. I mean, the song Daytona. What's the next word, though? Let's go away. I don't actually know. Is that it was? I don't know. It sounds. Uh, we're gonna have to look it up because there was something everyone knew. Daytona, but then there was another bit, wasn't there? Yeah. Yes. Only had like three tracks. I mean, that game I have seen, to be fair, from time to time in different places. It's but, um, a simple game. Did you ever drive manual? Is it always automatic? No, I went manual towards the end because you were a faster car. You went manual, do you say? Yeah. Really? It was a faster car, the manual car. Uh, yeah, but did you know what you were doing? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> just shifting. You, don't, you just keep all the way on top and you don't crash. And then on that big turn that everyone remembers, you just shoot down to the bottom gear and basically you, um, what's the words? You basically uh, power slide. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good so the lyrics, what did you think they were? Sing it again. I think Let's go away or something like that. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. There we go. There we go. So here's the lyrics. I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to read, read out, I'll, I'll read out the first bit. Do da do da do 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 Daytona Daytona let's go away Daytona Daytona let's go away Daytona where hey he where hey he where hey he where Daytona let's go away Daytona just carries on absolutely I mean you've got to say the older music's definitely the best yeah lyrically they were so strong weren't they oh absolutely I had deep dual layered someone sat and wrote that yeah but you know when Um, you when you, I mean, obviously neither of us have made a song, but I imagine if you've made a song, like you record it once and you're like, hit. Yeah, but that's, but, that, but, that's what happened there. But but that person who wrote that, they they could walk in at in the nineties. They could walk into any arcade in the world and hear their song being blasted out. Do you reckon they harmonised with it? Well, nowadays they could stick it on Spotify and loads of people would listen to it. It's true. It's true. It's probably there. I reckon it'll be on Spotify. Or no. Apple. 
No. What, Daytona, <laughs> Daytona, Wouldn't surprise me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but I, t- yeah. I tell you, in terms of high street, let's move on a little bit. Mm. Something I do want to talk about, which I don't know if you get it anymore. I don't know why not, but you get your local legends. So local characters, everyone yeah. has. So, like, let us know your local legend at two G one C Pod on X. But you may know this one, but we had. I don't know. I don't know what various people may have had different names, but I, I'm going to call him the Walker. And come rain, snow, shine, any any weather, this gentleman would be just walking 99% of the time, to my memory, in very, very tight little shorts, mm. um, sometimes holding a plastic bag of some description. And he would be walking all over this, the kind of Harrow, Pinner, um, Edgware, Stanmore, those kind of areas in North London, for those that know. Uh, apologies to our foreign audience. It's quite, yeah. Somewhat British. And also apologies to our non-Harrow audience, really, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly frank. Um, but he was just... I mean, I did hear all kinds of stories about this gentleman. Yeah, Not they all have great... Ones. They all have similar origin stories, don't they? Yeah, like I, I heard he was a surgeon. Yeah, millionaire surgeon. Yeah, like, yeah. And his, family, and his family all died in a car crash. Yes. Yeah. And, and he couldn't save them. It's something, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. I also heard his hat, because I think in the plastic bags he was collecting cans. And I, th- I think the rumour was like his front garden was just full of cans. I, again, <laughs> no confirmation, did no research at the time, just took it as gospel, took it as truth. I, I also heard he was a boxer. That was the, the other boxer? one. Oh, I've not yeah. heard the boxer one. Yeah, he'd been a boxer. But I don't wow. think like any particular level. And I think, again, his fa- family just died in a car crash. <laughs> they just went with that. <laughs> yeah. just, just a uh, different slight twist on the actual <laughs> origin bit. He was wearing the boxing gloves in the car and he'll never forgive himself. <laughs> he could that. change gear. Yeah. yeah, everyone in the high street. Because I, I, I feel like you don't really... I don't know. Well, I don't feel as part of the community as I did maybe then. We, so I just don't know who the regulars are we, we have a bit of a, a local character where i live so oh, yeah. he dresses a very dapper gentleman so if you saw him you think he he's like a you think okay he's like a 1940 spitfire pilot oh, yeah. like he's got a long twirly mustache um dresses in like has braces not as in on his teeth like holding his trousers up but just very dapper you think you're a very dapper gentleman someone however sent me a link to his backstory I and mean, basically 20 yeah. years ago he murdered his brother oh really yeah yeah wow. um but you wouldn't think it to look at him look <laughs> never judge a book so no i mean um, I, i've heard other people mention so someone uh, a friend of ours um definitely mentioned someone that affected sounds like they dressed like dressed up like a pimp from mm. back in the day like a very shiny bright suit oh yeah and, yeah yeah they called, I think he his nickname for him was the cat. And I think that's in reference to uh, Red Dwarf. <laughs> right. Um, would always dress like that. So I think everyone kind of has these local legends. So let us know uh, your yeah. one. I think in Liverpool, there's a well-known one called Purple Aki. I've never heard, never of, heard of him. He like touches people's muscles and stuff like that. Oh, he's strange. been banned from like loads of gyms. Well, I suppose New York, I, I've, I've actually seen him. The Naked Cowboy? Oh, uh, yeah. Around Times Square, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess... That's, yeah, that's, I mean, every, everyone every, everyone has them, I guess. But um, on the point of view of, say, pop-up stores, as you mentioned mm. earlier, it's something I, like when we were when I first saw this um, this X a post uh, asking about this, really brought back an old memory. Now I don't know if you remember, but there used to be these. I don't know what you would call them, but they were like pop-up microphone stores. In other words, there was nothing inside. You couldn't go into the store. <laughs> There'd be a table on the outside of the store with a guy with a microphone just getting everyone really worked up. I don't know if you've ever seen the beginning of that film. Um, the, what's the guy? What's Guy Rich's first film? Lockstock. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit like that. They'd often be selling like perfume and yeah. they'd have like mates that would effectively be plants in the audience. So they'd go, look at this. For 10 quid, you get 50 quid's worth of stuff. Yeah. That's oh, my God. That's a. Yeah. That's a bargain. I'll yeah, and then that. I'll have that, and then they buy that, and then other people buy it, and then you never see that shop ever again. 
they still have it. So I saw them relatively recently on Oxford Street. Really? You, you don't see them anymore. I think they just must be clamping down. They're so rare. I mean, I think they were just so illegal. But they were, but because you said they were outside the shops. I think they were in the shops. No, they were. I think they were in the they were outside the shops. These no. are what I remember. Oh, right. But, you, but basically their stock was inside the shop. So the door was always open behind them. They'd always have a few helpers that were basically grabbing these. I'm picturing gold boxes, but everyone boxes. was always outside. Shoe boxes? I'm, that I'm kind of size. That, that kind of size. But they were always kind of gold. And it was always a guy with a table with all this stuff on the front. But it would just be people passing him stuff from inside the shop because they were selling so many. Because it's like, right, they've got to go now after he, he... It's a long intro. It's real work went into this. I seem to oh, remember yeah. documentaries on these shops about how really? dodgy they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the night, it was a very 90s thing. But as dodgy as like the American candy shops you get now. On like I mean, Street. different kind of dodgy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those, yeah, but a lot of those uh, candy shops are really... They've really got um, done recently, didn't they? Yeah, they clamped down. Was it fraud or was it money laundering? Or maybe, I think a bit of both. I think a bit of both. Yeah, I were. In fact, mentioning HMV, that huge one that's now back... Back um, to HMV. It is back to HMV. Yeah. That hu- it was huge. And that was just a, an American candy store. Yeah, you yeah, just think mm, that's dodgy. So, so dodgy, so yeah. dodgy. But those yeah. um those shops with people shouting inside, I'm I'm convinced they were inside. They're like sort of um like from the Greatest Showman. You know, he had you people would be transfixed on him, and it'd be yeah, like, well, that's why it was outside because the whole point was that to create a crowd and to get and for people to hear him. It was definitely I'm definitely picturing outside with the table. No, I think inside with a megaphone. No, we're only here for the next twenty minutes. If you want to buy this, you wouldn't. If it was inside, you just wouldn't see it. It was outside. It was a whole. No, but that's what. No, that was what was drawing. You could hear the noise. You no. could hear him saying, "You know, we're selling this like Cartier jewelry for like five no, quid." No, I'm not. I mean, there may be other ones that you're thinking of, but what I'm thinking of was definitely outside, and it was the whole point is you could hear it for a while. And you could see the crowd building and building up, and it was it was wild. Like people would be just th- kind of throwing their money towards him, and just all the helpers would suddenly get involved and just take the cash, give the give the box, take the cash, give the box, take the cash, give the box, over and over. So you hit upon something there. These days, for for a number of reasons, they probably don't. I said I've seen one recently on Oxford Street, but I think the reason you don't see them as much is cash. Yeah, well, that's... So very... nowadays, people don't... I mean, I rarely have cash on me. I so, don't have cash anymore. No. So nowadays, I just don't think they'd work because people would pay by card and obviously yeah, that would be some, some sort of trail, yeah. Um, but back in the day, so in the 90s, tariffs, yeah, I remember going shopping with my mum and she'd pay... Rarely she'd pay with cash. <laughs> she'd pay with checks. Mm-hmm. Which just seems weird now, paying with checks. Yeah, because you'd have a check guarantee card as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is good for like fifty quid or whatever. Um, but also the credit card machines. Yes. So now, obviously, we take it for granted. We take contactless for granted. But even before then, you had to swipe it, or it was more swiping. It wasn't a chip and pin. But back yeah. in the day, they had this massive like swiping. Well, I mean, I've used... take a carbon copy, wouldn't it? I, I've worked in retail in various guises in my time, and I've used that machine. What's, real... it, what's it called? What do they call it? I mean, we'd probably just call it the credit card machine, to be perfectly honest. Mm. But um, yeah, so you, what you would do is you would position the blue paper above it with another piece of paper underneath it, and you just smash this plastic could over you? it. Yeah. It's like it's a nice feeling. It's always, yeah. You you probably could picture the sound now. Yeah. Um, and then I think we would keep the blue one. They would keep the kind of white one. It was just effectively a copy of your card, and it just. <laughs> Riddled just, with fraud. Yeah, it just made fraud. So, But then it's so easy with uh, signatures as well. In fact, speaking of how you pay, and this is a, a story I haven't thought of even before the pod. I'm just thinking of it now. I used to work um, selling soffits and fascia boards to random people that I would phone. What's a soffit? I, was, uh, I think it's what holds up the gutters. Well, it doesn't matter. No one Anyway, I'd phone people up and try and sell this stuff. And there was a guy there. And so this would have been late 
you know, this would have been late nineties, maybe early two thousands. And there was a guy there saying he's got a big thing that is going. It's going to change everything, and he's going to a, a conference in Amsterdam to try and sell it. Mm. And what he described was entering a pin instead of needing a signature for a card. Oh, really? And so I don't know if chip and pin was from this guy or not. Oh, right. But I do remember working with this guy, him talking about this is what he's trying to sell. And maybe eventually he did, or maybe he's just one of these mad people you meet in telemarketing that are just a bit mad. But he did, he was very, I remember he was very kind of, he was way more intelligent than anyone there. And yeah. I just feel like he was just making that money to to even get his ticket. I just don't know. But um... So I, I, I did a telemarketing thing just when I finished, oh, sorry, it was in a summer at uni. And it was Zenith Windows in mm-hmm. Harrow. Mm-hmm. And the train, I say training, it is, like biggest inverted commas ever it's such yeah. bullshit but basically this this guy who's like the team leader was giving a training session he was a proper like little weasel like yeah, hot, horrible. horrible yeah oh all over the power yeah i um, did a lot of telemarketing i've met these i've probably been this person <laughs> he was horrible because a lot of people there that came as well english wasn't their first language so he massively exploited that yeah but he's in the so in the training session he, he gave us so it's selling double glazing he goes so i was his guinea pig so i was the person he was calling so he goes to me right uh pretend i call you we we'll do a little role play and say no you don't want these windows so he pretends to call me and there's like 20 people sitting around watching this and he goes yeah but like one like just all this bullshit basically came down to do you want to buy some windows and i had to say no so i said no and he goes, okay, goodbye. Uh, a bit more polite than that. So then he turns to the class and goes, so that is a rejection. But actually what we can do is we can turn things around and actually we can end up getting getting a yes. So he, t- he turns to me and goes, right, this time. So last time you said no, this time I want you to say yes. So he does the same same rigmarole, changes a few words, does a whole rigmarole, comes down to it and goes, do you want to buy this double glazing? I said, um, yes. And he turns to the class and goes, it is as easy as that. Now, off you go. <laughs> oh, you don't understand. All these people yeah, like mean, nodding I, going, okay, bro. Yeah, I remember these people. Like, just to go through a few. I remember this. I don't know. They're trying to inspire you or whatever. There was a guy that had obviously been doing it for many years. He was a manager now. And he's just like, I remember there was an area I just couldn't get any luck from. So I demanded only doing that area until I got it. So yeah, I mean it's basically they're all David Brent yeah. from the office. It's just all these people. But I tell you what, I did do once. I I got a small promotion in this firm in Edgware, mm. which um, by the way, just before Christmas went bust, disappeared, didn't tell anyone. No, yeah, just literally turned up to work, didn't exist anymore. Excellent. Anyway, um, if I phoned anyone up and they were really rude, so never be rude to a telemarketer is definitely a, a warning for you guys. Oh, really? is I had access to the database, and if they were really rude, I would just copy and paste their telephone number on everyone else's sheet. <laughs> so they would just get phone call after phone call. I don't think you can do that these days. Um, well, it depends. GDPR, I think if you get asked to get taken off a list yes, that's and you true. don't, then they get... Well, I'm, I'm still getting a lot of phone calls. I, I get phone calls pretending to be from, I think it's Vodafone, mm. which has nothing to do with me whatsoever. And the way I treat them now is I say, because they always say when they're from customer service, they're, they're here to offer you something. And I always say, oh, it's about time you phone me. I've been waiting for your phone call. So how, how are we going to do the, um, how are you going to put the money back into my account after our, our issues? And 99% <laughs> of the time, they just put the phone down. Ah, right. Yeah. I, I, I often get some from Virgin, or pretending to be Virgin Media. Um, yeah. And it's when I start saying no, no no you tell me my details i'm not telling you you tell me yeah, no, you no, just go. and they just like they say things about my mum and stuff oh, do like they? That. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really i've only ever had one that was a bit rude oh, like, i've had loads be rude i just try to keep them going as long as possible yeah i'm the same and i do block the number now i have to admit but i do quite like i quite like the sport of it yeah well, it used to be to our landline in particular but I actually just ended up... Oh, no, this is to my mobile. Oh, really? Oh, no, it's always a landline. I ended up just unplugging it because no one ever called the landline. And if, <laughs> they, if I'd, I went through a phase of panicking because I think, oh, my God, it's my parents. And they, for whatever reason, they can't get hold of me or the wife on our phones. Um, 
that's a bit miserable, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but um, so the other thing, right? One of the other things that and this might be a bit niche, but I had on high streets, and and you get it to an extent today, but more in retail parks. But I'm thinking of something different. Is is pet shops? So you get pets yeah, at home. You get pets at home, obviously. Um, but I think to me that's more of a retail uh, yeah. park. But you used to get pet shops. Now, there's a pet shop in particular that I'm thinking of, which was down the road from where my grandma lived. And back in the day, you could buy a monkey. Is this in Edgeworth? No, this is in Rainer's Lane. It's in near oh, Harrow. so there was one in Peggy's pet shop in uh, in uh, Edgeware, which used to have a chimpanzee. Yeah, so you could... <laughs> yeah, right. So similar, yeah. Maybe it's a franchise. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you could buy a monkey, you could buy snakes, you could buy parrots. We bought a dog from there. You can, like, still, you can't buy you a can dog. still get things like that, snakes, parrots, maybe not dogs. You can't you definitely can... can't buy dogs from a pet shop. No, but um, sure you can buy parrots. parrots. I think I'm certain you can. But oh, yeah, chimpanzee. Nice. I remember it. Like a lot of people that lived around that area in Edgware. I think it was Peggy's Pet Shop. Just when I think about how sad it actually is. Yeah. Poor monkey in the cage. Yeah. I mean, our dog we bought from there. I mean, he was a lovely dog, but he'd clearly been abused in the oh. pet shop. It's horrible. But no, no, I guess that's why they don't do it. That's now, why. It's just, yeah. It's just puppy farms churning them out. Yeah. Um, so you don't get that. It's probably a good thing we don't yeah. get those any, no, anymore. No, no, true. Um, the other thing you maybe you still get it actually. So this this might be a bit of a, a misnomer, but the permanently closing down store. Oh yeah. Well, you so, kind of get it. You get you get the like the furniture sale. Yeah, the DFS. Yeah, that's like different. This yeah, was, it is different. All stock must go. And, and um, Sports Direct actually seems to. You. The other one, and, and actually you mentioned it earlier, I think, was Radio Rentals. Yeah, Radio Rentals. Uh, I mean, that's even got Rockney Kynick rhyming slang. So it's it's there forever. Go and re- you Radio Rental for mental. Really? Yeah, you never heard of, oh, that's Radio Rental. No. No? No. no for mental. Yeah, yeah, that's proper Cockney rhyming slang. Do you reckon that's the last, the most recent Cockney rhyming slang? No, I reckon Cole... Um... Oh, Britney Spears is, isn't it? Was that... No. Oh, was that a thing? I, I didn't know that Britney's... was a thing. I, mean, I might make that up. Doesn't sound real, does it? Radio Rental is... Uh, that 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 was definitely a thing. So you... You, you must be Radio, Radio Rental. Rental. No, don't... No. No? I mean, I, obviously, I I deal with... Uh, t- <laughs> I was brought up in uh, in a tougher world than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do, I, I remember my... I mean... My parents at one point rented the TV. I think most people did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a real thing. It's crazy. Uh, well, crazy now. People used to fix the TV. Which mean people used to fix the TV? Well, like nowadays, like if it's like five, six years old and you have got a problem, you're buying a new TV. Oh, I always see. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So TVs are actually a lot cheaper than they used to be. That's for sure. They just break more. And yeah. Light, that's for sure. That's, that's uh, an absolute point. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what was around in the. I mean, this is a bit of a strange point, but the um, the original bench from Bottom. Ah, uh, Rick Mail. That, that was there in yeah. in Hammersmith, where uh, Rick Mail would. I think he hit. I think maybe they hit each other over the head with the mm. newspaper for the beginning of Bottom. But I believe that bench has just been replaced with another bench, but it's not the same. It's not the original. I wonder why they got rid of it. Probably. For- Probably for, for no reason. Health and safety gone mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Political, political correctness. Um, so, yeah, local landmarks, actually. I can't really think of any specific ones now that I've mentioned I that. Think, I feel like there should be. But... I think there's a statue of a skipping girl in Harrow at the bottom. That's Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. In Camden, but... we've got a statue of Amy Winehouse, don't we? I don't think it's a good statue, though. But is that how big she is? I mean, it's tiny. I assume it's lifelike. And I do believe she was quite small. Yeah, I think so. I, I have no idea. I mean, I put it one notch above the uh, Al Fayed Michael Jackson uh, at, Fulham. Um, at Fulham. Yeah, um, that wasn't a statue either. No. Um, but I mean, there's loads of shops that that, that are no longer with us. So oh, we'll... I mean, I've got a list. I oh. mean, you've mentioned a few, but BHS that was Dixon relatively was... recent, though. BHS. No, that's true. Yeah. I tell you what, I mean, it did actually go relatively re- recently. Not Argos, but the Argos catalogue, the physical catalogue it itself. On... Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah love it's getting that. I used you to remember love it. they used to have just a stack of them on like outside, yeah. just absolute stacks. I used to love CNA, it. Virgin Megastore. I think you mentioned before. CNA is still big in the continent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's still going. Athena, you remember Athena the when you wanted shop. to buy a poster? Yeah, that was. Why, it. Is, why is that not a thing? 
Because you, you can get brilliant posters online. Because, yeah. it, and also, like, Athena didn't die recently. It died years ago. Yeah. Um, I think it died before like, the internet. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's probably because, like, posters just got really cheap when you went to, like, these student sales. Oh, uh, yeah. They'd be all yeah. over the place. And, and so, yeah, there's only, so times you can, there's only so many times you can buy that poster of the woman playing tennis. Yes, 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 or um, or Che Guevara and not understand his uh, his politics, or that or that guy holding the baby. I don't know the guy holding what? the baby. No. The hunky guy holding a baby. No, I don't uh, know. The... I'll send you the picture again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> oh, I think I can see it on your uh, wall behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bob Marley smoking a big spliff. Ah, oh, those are the days. Those are the days. Um, okay. And things, things like that. Debenhams we recently lost as well. So department yeah, we stores, so two two big ones there. Um, Mothercare, yeah, Toys R Us. Yeah, Toys R Us. I used to. I mean, I used to kind of like, but they were always quite difficult to get to. I always remember there's one by Brent Cross. Mm. I remember it being difficult to drive to navigate to. It was never yeah, like it was, it was where you difficult. had to go. It was very strange. But no, I mean that's the '90s high street. I think it's time for the uh, scores at the door. So I'm. Do you want to go? Okay, you go first. Um, I mean, I have a lot of warm, fuzzy feelings for it. Um, but then there was a lot of bad. So like, you, I, I, I feel like I was. Might be because I'm a lot older, and bigger, but more likely to get mugged in those days. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, do you think that's just because we're young? Do you think that's a reflection it, of the high school? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you read the newspapers, it's... Because well, yeah. <laughs> like, back in those days, you got the sort of, like, economic justification for the mugging, wasn't it? It was like, give me 20p for the bus. It yeah, wasn't just, got... give me 20p. No, they get, they behind it. Yeah, yeah, and they put that weird accent on. Yeah, rude boy accent. Yeah, the rude boy, the Harrow rude boys, I think people used to call yeah. them back in the day. So what are, you, uh, what are you giving it? I think I'm going to give it six and a half. It's a decent score, but there are lots of negatives like health and safety in restaurants, as you brought up, the uh, these dodgy pop-up stores. I think it's probably better that they're gone, mm. if I'm honest. Another thing that's gone, which I, th- I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but white dog poo, you don't see that anymore, do you? No, no. Uh, but I, 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 I don't I'd know if white it. dog poo good it. or not, because like, I guess it's easier to spot. That's true. That's true. I always thought it was mould and like fluff. But it was, was it? <laughs> until you one day you tried it, yeah. It was well like white chocolate, but no. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But yeah, I think six, six and a half is a decent score. You know, you could get, you could have a good day out with a fiver. That's for sure. Mm. You could have, uh, oh, I mean, you could get infinite amount of Mars bars for thirty p. There, that's for sure. Yeah, two eighty eight for a McDonald's extra value. Oh, two eighty eight for a McDonald's. The McDonald's kids value meal. Toys were great. Yeah. Oh, the little robot ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had loads of great toys in that. They're all gone. They're all licensed. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. Um. What are you going for? I'm going to, not just to make the maths easy, but I'm going to go seven and a half. Average of seven. So it's a good score. Um. Kind of the same reason. I think a lot of it is nostalgia. I mean, so much was. The thing that I was buying in those days was like CDs and DVDs yeah. and videos, and I was basically just being completely ripped off. Yeah, absolutely. Like nobody's business. So there's a there's an absolute nostalgia, but also at the same time bitterness that I was getting absolutely fleeced by these um, by these charlatans. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give it seven and a half because it th- there was a innocence of youth about it as well. Yeah, and there's nothing um, wrong with that. So, so seven's a decent score. Yeah, so it's a positive. It's a positive there for you at, at Cobbler's M. So I hope that yeah. um, covered it for you. But do let us know if uh, there's any more you want us to cover or put, give us your stories. But, of course, give us your suggestions as well at 2G1CPod on X. It's important that you do because we want your input. Mm. And, of course, as ever, five-star reviews do get read out, as we proved earlier today. But over to Dan for our next part. Yeah, so this is the top ten. It's going to be a bit of a festive one. So we're, we're recording about a week before Christmas. Now, we are going to have a Christmas special next week. Mm. But I thought I'd get us in the mood by doing the top ten downloaded Christmas songs since the mm. year 2000. Okay. This is this is from the official charts company, 
Um, when you and, say Christmas songs, to define a Christmas song, is well, it a song that says Christmas in it, or are we so including a this machine? So these ones actually, well, no. So they don't all just say Christmas, but they are defined as it seems to be either Christmas number one or like Christmas in the title. Yeah. So, for example, what you wouldn't see here, I don't think, and it's not in this top ten. So, "The Power of Love" by uh, uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Hmm. I think it got to number two when it came out. Now, it's nothing about it is Christmas apart from the video, and the video I think is all like the nativity. Oh, that right. To me, it's yeah. not a Christmas song though. So these well, songs it was here, Mad World, but that got to number one. Yeah. So these songs here most have Christmas in the title, but they don't. They don't all. Um, but let, let's go through it. There's a couple of songs I don't like, if I'm honest. But we'll go through it. So these are the most downloaded songs since downloads began in like the mid 2000s um and this is the official chart company um list so i'm quite surprised they're not particularly modern i actually thought there might be some more modern ones in here no there's nothing uh, the, ed, the ed sheeran nelson john song recently was very very good but that hasn't made it but maybe that's only because it's a year or two old i don't even know what that is that's very good anyway number 10 rocking around the christmas tree so this is the brenda lee song in yeah that's, that's a good song good christmas song good um, vibes yeah, yeah. So this is actually the 1958 version. So you're the one that springs to my mind is the Mel Smith and Kim Wilde version, <laughs> uh, but this isn't that one. Um, I'll tell you what other song actually isn't in here, and you won't hear it very often, but is a good Christmas song. There's a Gary Glitter song that's a really <laughs> called "You Rock and Your Gary Glitter." I've got his poster just next to the, the guy just holding the baby. He was nice to you when you were younger. <laughs> Um, he's got a really good Christmas song called uh, Rock and Roll Christmas that you will recognise it. He's but, got a few good songs, to yeah. be fair. It's just I wouldn't ever admit them. No, no, they just don't get an airing these days, which is um, a good thing. Um, number nine, I don't like this song. This is Stay Another Day by E17. Oh, no, Christmas because it's got the... Like... Mean, I've warmed to it now because, one, it's an older song and... I hate everything new, so I've warmed to it in that way. <laughs> but you know, just as a little factoid for that, that song was not written as a Christmas song. Okay, yeah, go on. So it was written, who is the main writer? Probably the only Tony, writer. Tony Mortimer, wasn't it? So Tony, Tone, our mm. Tone. Big T. T-Dog. Anthony. Um, wrote that song because I believe his, uh, sadly, his brother, I believe, I was, was, uh, yeah. was fighting um, for the British Army abroad. I'm not sure where. And Unfortunately, he, you know, paid the ultimate price and mm. uh, he wrote this song about it and the executives got hold of it and basically said, can we just chuck a few bells in there? Yeah, stick a few and you, bells we've in got it. Christmas. But, like, but see, I've, heard, I've heard that as well. But when you look at the lyrics, is that is that right? I mean, I haven't got the lyrics in front of me, but because don't say this is the final kiss. I guess they probably yeah, that's... flipped a few things around. But I guess you kiss your brother goodbye to I touch go your... to war. I touch your face while you are sleeping. Do you touch your brother's face while he's sleeping? <laughs> I'm not sure if we quite have that relationship. No. Yeah, but maybe. <laughs> no, so... <laughs> maybe if we punched it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe originally, yeah, maybe they there changed. There might have been a few changing. <laughs> maybe they tweaked uh, some bits, yeah. Um, so that's number nine. Number eight, I don't particularly like this one either, actually. Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rea. You know what? I don't mind the song. Hmm. I hate all these people that do the awful joke on, like, Twitter, Facebook, like, just going, oh, just driving, and I've seen Chris Rea. wonder where he's going, or something like that. Yeah. And so it's I'd... like fine. Like someone said it once, and then it just gets ripped off every year as if it's funny. And how many Chris Rea songs do you know? The Road to Hell. Is, yeah, that's him, isn't it? That's a good song, Road to Hell. So it's about the end twenty-five, isn't it? But Part it's... one, two, and three. What? Yeah, Road to Hell is all different parts. Oh, uh, because I... if you actually listen to it, like the first two minutes is just him talking. I've, I've only heard like. Yeah, a don't... radio edit. I well, guess. the radio edit is all you need, but yeah. it's a long song. It's the M25. It's good. It? I, I do like that song. But I, I don't know the M25. I only know two of his songs, and they're both like car related. Is he like a car nut? I think that's all he does. He just sits in his cars. 
<laughs> um, number seven, I like this one. Merry Christmas, everyone, by Shaking Stevens. Yeah, that's a fun one. Lovely song, lovely song. 1985, that came out nearly 40 right. years ago. Number six, absolute banger. Thought it'd be a bit higher. Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. No, it's not what? for me. I hate, think it's you just... hate charity. I hate charity. I hate people from that part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it is. No, I think it's because it's been done too many times in two different oh, what, versions. Uh, hmm. I think it's got four versions now. Yeah, probably. And it's just like, oh, it's just boring. And I suppose the fact that, you know, they people always say, you know, a lot of people in Africa don't actually celebrate Christmas. Yeah. But I, whatever. Like, and there is snow in Africa. Yeah, that, that is true. I just, I think at the time it was fine, but now I hate it because every time it comes out as well, mm. like everyone has to get behind it. Like as if, oh, this is definitely this the is best the, version. Yeah. It clearly is <laughs> so watered down and definitely, yeah, maybe adding rap into it hasn't made it better. I, just, I don't know, it's just, just me. Thanks, Dizzy Rascal, for that. Which I don't mind Dizzy Rascal stuff, but he didn't didn't fit into that song. I always found the bit um, tonight. Thank God it's them instead of you. It was a bit. Oh, okay, it's a bit harsh. Well, well apparently Bonner had an issue singing that, but oh, really? it's probably accurate to be fair. Well, yeah, but you, you you don't say it though, do you? Yeah, you don't say it. You don't scream it the way he does. <laughs> with such passion. <laughs> Number. It's kind of thing you think. <laughs> Number five. I, I I don't particularly like this one actually. Merry Christmas, everybody, by Slade. Oh, this is okay. Nah. I'm getting the I'm getting the taste of the bar hum, humbugs from. No, no, because number four I really like. Uh, I wish it could be Christmas every day by Wizard. My favourite Wizard song, I would say. I can't even picture what? the song to be honest. Well, I wish it could. Be oh, Christmas. of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Like, yeah. I, I, I believe it or not, I quite like uh, a lot of Christmas. So I, I guess I don't really like listening to it. Yeah. I don't mind walking past like. I like having it on in the background in the yeah, world. Yeah, a bit of magic. Really? It. Oh, I yeah. like having a bit of magic, 100% Christmas. No, I mean, I wouldn't listen to it at home, but it's quite nice when you're walking to work and mm. people are in a good mood and it's and it's kind of coming out, but I, I wouldn't really. Um, so number three. So top three is going to be quite obvious, to be honest. So number three is Last Christmas by Wham. Mm. You probably guessed that. I, I absolutely, I do detest that one. Oh, really? Oh, I like oh, it. I, I do like it. that one. I heard recently that there's there, apparently there's a, one of these stupid games that uh, people play Ram, online. Ramageddon. Just, yeah, just yeah. to tell everyone that they're behind these things. But anyway, uh, apparently it, um, a football stadium DJ thought it would be funny, which I don't disagree with, to play it, and he got loads of complaints. <laughs> Is, is you're not supposed to hear that song until Christmas Day or something yeah, like yeah. that, and so he ruined it for about six or seven thousand people, and, <laughs> that was good. and wrote an apology. I think it was on the BBC website that he like gave an oh, apology. Really? Yeah. Right. Well, that's a I mean, it's, for something so unserious and inconsequential, yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah, I agree. Number two is uh, my personal favourite. All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. Yeah, that's fine. Like lovely song. It's made her money. I'll give her that. It's made her a few quid. And number one, um, any guesses? <sighs> There's an obvious, obvious huge. huge one. The Beatles, no, the, the Paul McCartney one. No. Um, this because there's quite a few you haven't mentioned. Like, yeah, this is, this is a, yeah, this is a huge one. It's Fairy Tale of New York. Oh, I don't know I don't. I just don't really get it. Do you know what? It doesn't feel like a Christmas song. Doesn't oh, I, I, yeah. it doesn't sound like a Christmas song. Oh, it I like it. Like it's it's an arguing couple with mm. choice lyrics which aren't very pleasant for people. It's just, it doesn't fill me with much. People love it, and I'm not going to take that away from them. I just don't get it. I don't get why they love that one so much. Really? I just don't get it. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan, and obviously it's it's got a bit more yeah, popular I mean, recent or popular is maybe not the right word, but in the public yeah. conscious. Um, yeah, so I, I so that's the top ten thoughts reviews. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to give it the same as the highest I think six and a half. I think it's a, a fair a fair amount. Cause some of them, yeah. Do they know it's Christmas? That number one. I, don't, I just I actively don't like them. It's just not for me. Uh, well, I'm going to go eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. Well, that's really you are a generous. Uh, I'm a generous. Give a... In this respect. You know, just this better out there. Like, 
White Christmas I quite like. No, it's, I, I like, like White Christmas. Yeah, what is the Paul McCartney one? Sure, um, fun one. Uh, wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, I think that's no, a good. I don't, one. Like, I don't like that. Song, uh, the, I, I like it. Um, I brought, a good one. The, the darkness, I think, did an excellent. Darkness did a very good one. Bell's End. Um, Bell End. And you know, going back to what I said before, it was the darkness that got beaten by Mad World. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which really annoyed me because yeah. I just think Mad World is yeah. so. Yeah. And the darkness. It was such a great Christmas song. Mm, it was good. Yeah. Um, Elton John's obviously got a good one. Step into Christmas. Excellent. That's his old one. That one. Uh, you can play it afterwards. Yeah, can't can't think of that one at all. Magic, you get it. Um, so <laughs> okay. good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, let us know with your suggestions. Get in touch at two G one C Pod, and we will see you next time, people. Hopefully, with more reviews and your and more uh, suggestions from you guys. Cheerio. Cheerio.